Of the estimated 3.5 million Americans with chronic hepatitis C, most acquired the virus decades ago from blood transfusions, contaminated medical equipment, or parenteral drug use. But in recent years, the number of new cases of hepatitis C has risen dramatically, fueled in part by injection opioid use among young adults. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Jake Liang, Chief of the Liver Diseases Branch at the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases. Dr. Liang has co-authored a perspective article on the opioid epidemic and increasing rates of hepatitis C. Dr. Liang, you write in your article that middle-aged and older Americans have been the primary target of public health efforts to prevent disease and death related to hepatitis C. So how successful have those efforts been? Well, Steve, thanks for that question. And I think this is certainly a very important question for us trying to understand how is the best way to screen and identify people with hepatitis C. And I think in the past, the screening process using people who have potentially high risk of infections doesn't really work quite well in terms of identifying a lot of people with hepatitis C. As you know, many people with hepatitis C asymptomatic until late stages. So therefore, the effort was initiated about five or six years ago to do a population-based screening of the group of people, what we call the baby boomers, these people who were born between 1945 and 1965, to identify those who do not know that they have hepatitis C and potentially link them to proper medical care. Again, I think we will have to see how effective this whole process is, but I think there is some preliminary data indicating that the screening process is reasonably effective in identifying people who are not aware of the fact that they carry the virus. So that's a good thing because it's very important to link these people to proper medical care and potentially curative therapy, which we have right now. So how has the opioid epidemic changed the kinds of clinical and public health approaches that we're using to address hepatitis C? Obviously, much has been written about the escalating crisis of this opiate epidemic, and I think uh, concurring with this epidemic is a hidden problem related to the transmission or increasing spread of hepatitis C among these injection drug users. And it turned out that the epidemiology of the new cases of hepatitis C over the last seven or eight years we did notice a shift in the demographic of people infected with hepatitis C. They tend to be shifting into those with white young adults in the 20s and 30s and mostly non-urban area of the United States. So this clearly is different from the previous demographic of baby boomers we discussed in the last question. So you write in your article that although the cost of treating hepatitis C has fallen dramatically, many people continue to face barriers to treatment. What kinds of restrictions have payers imposed on the new medications that are available? Well, I think it's certainly ongoing debate, and there's been certainly a lot of heated exchanges in terms of uh, who should be eligible for treatment. And I think because of the cost of the treatment, I think that's probably the major, maybe the only reason that the payers has been somewhat cautious in terms of paying for the treatment. And many payers have implemented some certain type of a criteria for treatment, and they tend to focus on those people who have substantial disease that potentially get in problem much sooner than those who maybe have much milder disease. So in a way, I think that's where they've been placing this type of restrictions, and whether that's justifiable or not, I think is debatable. I think I certainly understand from the payer perspective that with the cost, they would not be able to afford treating everybody 
But I think on the other hand, I certainly hope that the drug price will go down significantly, which has been in the last three or four years, that we really will be able to treat everybody because I think with effectiveness of treatment up to greater than 90%, it's certainly very important to offer treatment to anybody who wants to. And this is also important in terms of reducing the pool of infected people, which can limit the spread among the population. This is particularly important among those who use IV drugs, that if we can reduce the pool, the chance of spreading would be much lower. So you talked about population-based screening. What about risk reduction measures? What's proven to be successful when it comes to hep C? This actually certainly been an issue for many, many years, so it's not just a new problem arising from this opiate epidemic, and there's actually been various studies looking at different type of risk reduction measures. In particular, I think the syringe exchange program has been very effective in certain parts of the world, so able to reduce the new cases, hepatitis C. So I would say that's probably the most important risk reduction measure, along with other measures such as medication-assistant treatment programs and injection drug user be able to in a sort of a more regimented treatment opportunity so they will be educated and also perhaps through behavior counseling and other social support services, they can understand the, the impact of HCV transmission, not only on their own personal health, but also on transmitting it to other people. You also talk in your article about the importance of developing an effective hepatitis C vaccine as a priority. How far are we from achieving that goal? Unfortunately, the investment in hepatitis C vaccine has been marginal in my mind. I think this is something that probably sort of has been a low priority over the last 10 years, probably because people have been focusing mostly on treatment. And so, therefore, hepatitis C vaccine has been sort of in the back burner in a way. But I think if we look at the history of this, if we did have an effective hepatitis C vaccine, we probably would have been able to prevent, if not, I mean, to minimize, if not to prevent this increased spread of HCV among injection drug users. I think that's sort of the major reason why I think that having hepatitis C vaccine is so important because it is a vaccine that's going to prevent the spread in a population. It's not just a treatment, although certainly effective treatments in terms of the people who are high risk would be important to reduce the spread. But vaccine is clearly the single most important public health measure that's been shown again and again to prevent the spread of any type of infections in the population. So I think a more effort in investments and focus should be put on developing a vaccine because that's always going to be helpful and prevent any kind of outbreak, whether it is part of this OP epidemic or others. Finally, what can physicians do to help combat the stigma associated with hepatitis C among policymakers and clinicians and help to ensure adequate care for infected people? I think the physicians should take a more active role in terms of advocating for the patients because we all understand that these patients, they either acquire through the opiate injection use, it's addiction, so it's something that we really need to be an advocate to help them because as I think as we discussed in my perspective, that there's an enormous amount of economic impact on these people infected with hepatitis C at such a young age. So therefore, I think it's imperative for the physician to take an active role in combating the stigma associated with HCV, and particularly by being an advocate for these patients and obviously also to properly work with these young injection users, drug users, to get into the proper risk reduction program, to work with them in terms of counseling and to minimize a potential spread. 
and certainly to for the physician to communicate their idea and thought to the policy makers in making the point that this is an important problem and we cannot ignore it because the economic and societal impact is enormous. So in a way, I think the physician can do a better job in terms of advocating for these individuals as well as put our brain together and figure out how to minimize the spread of HCV among many other things associated with this opioid epidemic. Thank you, Dr. Liang.